0: You need to forget about all the normal rules that apply to both college and society.
1: you, And learn you thing you, and It's Pop, you, and and to
0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Pop You with Josh and Drew. And Nick. I am your co-host, Ant... <laughs> and Nick. I'm your co host, Andrew. And I'm your co host, Josh. And once again, our guest co host, Nick Salieri. How are you doing, Nick? Signore. Grazie. A grazie.
2: A grazie. A grazie. A grazie. How are you guys are you, doing Nick? today? <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're going to probably derail a few times, so we'll try to stay on topic, but I think that there are a lot of other things we wanted to get to that uh, have some kind of direct connection to Amadeus. One of the things we wanted to talk about was just 1984 in general. This movie came out in 1984, and I don't know about what y'all think, but like from a pop culture standpoint, 1984 has to rank in the top five of like the most significant years in the last 50. I mean, not just film, but like music too. I was going back and looking through all the um, artists that had big albums come out in 1984, Prince, Purple Rain, Huey Lewis and the News, Sports, Madonna's Like a Virgin, Cindy Lauper's She's So Unusual, Footloose soundtrack, Cars, Heartbeat City, that came out in 1984. Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA, came out in 1984. Van Halen's 19, how could I leave out Van Halen 1984? Of course,
1: 1984, yeah, huge.
0: You 2 Unforgettable
2: Fire, yeah. Nick, did we have MTV by 1984? I don't know if we did. Oh yeah. Did we? We had like a year where Mom cut the cable off. I remember that. That that was literally, that was just like one year.
1: That was after you guys had to sit on the steps.
2: (laughs) (laughs) While y'all were there. What would y'all do? Like, what would y'all do
1: when we were on the stairway? I think we just, like, would patiently wait, like, outside, or, like, kind of just, like, look at the ground.
2: <laughs> just Y'all probably felt like y'all were in trouble,
1: too. Yeah, yeah, it's like, well, we were kind of part of it. <laughs> <laughs> By
0: proxy.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Good time. Yeah,
0: 1984 was, that was the year Apple came out
2: have either of y'all read the novel or, or anything you know related to that you know the George George, George yeah I lot. just
1: read it uh, about a year ago because I had never read it I was like I don't I've never read that book so I did um, how does it hold up it still holds up because there's a lot of similarities I mean it's it, it's a little bit too far into the it feels a little bit more like a dystopia more than it is right now but there's a there's a few similarities you know, like the, they have something called Newspeak, which is basically, it's gotten so bad as far as what you can say, you know, that there's only a certain amount of language that you can use without getting in trouble by Big Brother. <laughs> so, partly, there's there's definitely some similarities about right now, but, you know, I, I never go gloom and doom, like, it's going that way, but... Did they ever make that into a real movie? That's
2: what I was gonna ask. They did,
1: I've never seen it, I, I and the reason is is because I always read that it wasn't that good, so... Right. I wanted to read the and I, and I wanted to read the book first, and, and then it took me like years to finally read the book. So I need to watch it though. So
0: you're saying it's one the, of those cases where the book is better than the movie? The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, I'm looking at my bookshelf behind me. Like, I'll just give you an idea of some of the books that I read. <laughs> Classic. Uh, Steven Stephen Tyler's autobiography. <laughs> yeah. um, Friday Night Lights. Some book about Mad Magazine. <laughs> Um, that's awesome a bunch of books about the beatles a couple books about Mad Men, a couple books about velvet underground godfather i mean garbage really when you look at it garbage garbage on my bookshelf
1: that's definitely your interest though like that's like where your interests lie
0: yeah it says a lot about who i am you know?
1: <laughs> I, I read uh, the last book i read was just a few months back because i was i was having the same discussion that wow like so much time goes by what i don't read so i read the old curiosity shop by charles dickens it was really, really? not a not a very i got to say it's not a very good book <laughs> okay <laughs> you know he has he he has some better stuff
2: yeah i, I well and that's the thing is you never I, I always wondered if we didn't hear about mark twain or all, uh, uh, charles dickens or you know some other um 19th century author if we didn't hear about their other works because they weren't they just weren't that good you know like we we basically were exposed to the to their hits
1: yeah well history filters out a lot of stuff not yeah. that it's not it's not bad i mean i say it's not very good it's it's charles dickens but you know if you research charles dickens it was this book was actually a hit it was one of his hits whatever right. you would call a hit back then And uh, it it, uh, hasn't lasted.
0: The other day I had on Billboard um, top hits from 1985. These are just the hits. If you turned on the radio in 1985, you wouldn't hear Dire Straits, then Madonna, then Michael Jackson, then Tears for Fears, then Huey Lewis. It wasn't like that. You would hear Dire Straits and then five terrible songs that are completely forgotten. Although
2: I think what would be fun to do is go back and listen to like the top the billboard top 200
1: casey of, Kasem of
2: 1985 <laughs> you know like the top 200 hits so basically that would fill. uh i mean that's that's uh eight thousand minutes or i'm sorry eight 800 minutes or so so i mean could you i mean that's that's ten, that's a full day of radio could you could you could you find a hundred songs that you liked in 1985 you think i think i could I think you could, but I think what Josh is saying, like I think what a better
0: exercise would be, would be just to pick a random week in the year and go listen to that top 40 from that week. That would give you, like, the top five or ten songs you're probably going to know, but I bet you the back half, you'd be like, God, I don't remember that song.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, huh? They overplay the good one so much. You know, like, like I, I actually listened to the top, that... Kind of that Casey Kasem thing. and It's not him. Who, who's the guy they use to sound like him? Yeah, I mean, they have... What's his name now? I only well, know Casey am and Rick D's. So, like, every Sunday morning, I'll go get groceries. or And I'll spend 20, 30 minutes in the car. And I'll hear 10 songs. And I'm always like, I wonder if I'm going to hear something that I haven't heard. Or at least I'm barely familiar with. But, no, it's it's the same. They, they generally play and replay and overplay all the same police hits and like you said dire straits and madonna prince it it, it's too bad because like like if josh i mean you like i don't know if you listen to the radio anymore but just going to like k-love it's all the music that we grew up with it's now the oldies Mm -hmm. yeah but is that
0: what's on Caleb yeah yeah Yeah.
2: but the problem is oh weird problem is is that it's all the same stuff that you you know we built this city and uh like all the the same (laughs) money for nothing yeah and and, and just the the very the very generic I mean there were big hits at the time but at least once an hour you're going to hear
1: Madonna Prince Michael Jackson uh, Bruce Springsteen, yeah, anyway. Hey, when, you know when you're at like a party or some place or some club, well, when we used to be there, <laughs> and uh, and uh, the soundtrack, whatever's playing, is so bad, and then something from the 80s that is a mainstream hit comes on, you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> 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 even though even though the week before you were like, I hate this song, I've heard right. it so many times, but when it comes on in, in a pile of crap, <laughs> right. you're like, oh, thank like, God for Cyndi Lauper. Girls no, so just true. wanna but have fun. Uh, <laughs> I would rather
2: hear Cindy Lauper than, than the, anything in the top 40 today. Oh, God.
0: I, I, Josh, I may have told you this, but Nick, I don't think I've told you. When Tom Petty died, a guy gave a great review of Tom Petty. He said, he said Tom Petty wasn't really a lot of people's favorites, but everybody had a Tom Petty CD in their collection. And when you go to a party, if you want to pick the most non-offensive artist where no one's really gonna complain you just put on Tom Petty I was like that's actually a good point because like you put on anybody else and someone's gonna have a problem with it but if you put on Tom Petty everyone's just gonna be like "Eh, okay yeah yeah, you know Mm -hmm. don't back back down it's funny you say that Andrew
1: Um, whenever we're at uh, he's uh, the least offensive yeah Yeah. when we're at any kind of social get or you know however many times we've been in the last few months or before even before that we would say, Heather always says, put on the station, uh, Tom Petty station. So Spotify or Pandora, whatever. The, st- the station, the one that starts with Tom Petty and it goes off on a tangent, you know? Mm-hmm, and um, mm-hmm. everybody always goes, what station is this? They always really <laughs> like it. I swear to you, every single time. That's funny. It's funny you say that. Yeah. It's I'm going so to
2: try, try that now. Try it. Yeah. Put it.
1: Go. Hey, just put on Tom Petty uh, radio. You know, whatever would, would go on Tom Petty and then go off on the tangent. Everybody will go like... This is a really good station.
0: I bet I know why. Because Tom Petty covered seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousand, exactly, two thousand tens. So like, when re- when they do their um, algorithms, they'll play American Girl, but then they may play an Eagle song because that's sort of absolutely on the time last. period. Yep. And then and then they may play Don't Come Around Here No More, but then they may also play Money for Nothing right, <laughs> right. after that because Yep. yeah, yeah, cut across so many different eras of music that yeah, if you play Tom Petty radio, you're almost getting like a greatest hits of the last 40 or 50 years, Basically. but all kind of in that same sort of, all right. So we wanted to talk, we're going to get to Amadeus, but we wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about 1984 and the, uh, the, the, I guess this, the, um, the year after's Oscars that, um, had awards for 19 or from movies from 1984. Um, Josh and I have been through this, but the top 10 grossing films from 1984, I'll just mm-hmm. rattle them off in no particular order. Actually, these will be in order. We'll do it that way. Uh, number 10, Splash. Number nine, Star Trek Three: Search for Spock. Saw that at the uh, Richland mm-hmm. Mall Theater.
1: The, there. the Richland Fashion Mall? Um,
0: Romancing the Stone, and Splash was on the Disney Channel like repeated, like, you'd see that pretty much five times a day. Romancing the Stone, Footloose, Police Academy, The Karate Kid, at number five, Gremlins at four, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, three, And can y'all name number one and number two?
2: Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. That's one. Ghostbusters.
0: And that's two. Good
2: job, you guys. Look at y'all. All All I had to do was think of okay, which movie was uh, Eddie Murphy in?
1: (laughs) What a top ten, God.
0: Yeah. Knocking out of the park. I would take that top ten up against any year. Yeah. I don't know that there's any other year. Did you say Gremlins? Was
2: Gremlins in that?
0: Yeah, Gremlins was
2: number four. Yeah. Okay. I thought you said it. Yeah.
0: Beverly Hills Cop grossed uh, 234 million, and Splash grossed 69 million. So that's uh, that's your range. So the top ten film was 69, and then the number one was 234. Was, was um, Term- Ghostbusters was barely behind. Was
2: Terminator in that list? Terminator's not in the list.
0: Uh, but it's interesting you mentioned
2: that because the Terminator was also a big hit. Yeah, I'm I mean, looking I mean, it up right now. So I forgot. This is another movie that I really like. I actually own this. It's a Blood Simple, very first Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, I've actually never seen that one.
0: It's, it's, like it's probably the uh, only Coen Brothers movie I've never it's
2: seen. Definitely worth watching.
1: Yeah, it's really good. It's it's definitely their first movie though, where they have yeah. they have more creative control. So it's a little. It's even weirder than than they never really got crazy mainstream i mean i guess they did but um but it's definitely their first movie in that way where yeah that's what's good about it and so it's like it's it's like purely them there's no like yeah there's no but no one no one trying to
2: quirky though it's i don't feel like it's quirky. no
1: no it's not super quirky but it's got the mood that they like you know which yeah which is so which is great i I wish there were more
0: so (laughs) so raising arizona must have been their follow-up oh yeah got to was that the next
2: yeah. one? Oh, was well, that right? No, Miller's Crossing was up there too.
0: Yeah, that was 80s.
1: I can't remember if Miller's Crossing was just after that, I feel like that was Crossing.
2: Well, I feel like maybe I feel like Cuz man,
0: cuz like, Racing Arizona feels mid 80s, like early to mid 80s to me, but it may have been later. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it was no, it was in the 80s. I'm just trying to think what To me it feels like 84, 85, 86, but it could have definitely been 87, 88, I don't know. It's I love out. raising
1: Arizona. Man, Nick Cage, he was he was he was doing pretty good for a while before he got weird. I mean he's always weird. But...
0: Eighty seven. Okay, see I never would have guessed I never would have guessed eighty seven. It's it, I would have thought thought it came out earlier.
2: Well then that means that it was I believe it would have been that would have been after Miller's Crossing. But I well I think you're
0: right. I think you're right. Because um, that's three years in between they, they probably wouldn't have gone three years between a film let's see
2: i'm wrong i'm wrong i just looked it up it's 90. that was before so so okay you're so right. raising arizona was their follow-up that was yeah. the follow-up then they went then they went miller's crossing which i still haven't seen but it's on my it's it then i i haven't seen barton fink barton fink's really
0: good yeah barton I've fink is that.
2: good then they go fargo
0: well, yeah. then you forgot Hudsucker Proxy, which is terrible. Well, it's not terrible. It's, it's not terrible. Not, it's,
1: I, don't like I liked it. Um, it's not my it's favorite. Okay. It's not my favorite by any means. Yeah. Uh, you know, the thing about remember. Robin...
2: Well, we could get into this and spend an hour on it. But, like, Robbins just doesn't do anything for me. You know? Tim Robbins? Yeah. Dude, Bull Durham? Shawshank? I mean, I'm I'm okay with him. But, I mean, honestly, uh, he would not make my top 50 actors.
1: Hey, hey, well, hey. like if um,
2: well, okay. So, like,
1: if
0: uh, Tom Hanks was was Andy Dufresne and 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 Shawshank, you don't lose anything,
2: do you? And, and he was great, in, and he was great in Shawshank. But but you know, but like if you put in Michael Keaton or Tom Hanks in that role, I you think don't, you're fine. Yeah, and I don't know if Keaton would fit, but I'm not so sure. There's a huge list of guys that could replace him in that movie, but in most of his other movies I think he could have been replaced in Bull Durham. I, I definitely think he could have been replaced in Bull, in Bull Durham I would have been
0: fine with Charlie Sheen or Robert Downey, no, maybe not Robert Downey, I don't think Robert Downey Jr. can throw a baseball, but I don't think Tim Robbins throws a baseball very well He's got a weird...
1: Would you want Charlie Sheen from now to be in that movie?
2: <laughs> kind of a different movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, straight straight to video movie Yeah <laughs>
2: Hudsucker Proxy. Going back and watching that movie after watching The Big Lebowski, you, they, there's a lot of um, production similar, Like some of the production elements were very similar. It, you know, and it, it's. It, I don't know. I, I don't really have a good point to make actually. But Can I say something really controversial?
0: Ooh, I you love were it.
2: To say that Big Lebowski's overrated. That's exactly what I
0: was going to say. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Man. Well, let's just leave that. There. <laughs> All right. Well, hang on. So, let me let me qualify this by saying I've only seen it one time.
2: Okay. Well, that's the problem.
0: Okay. All right. It gets Fine. better.
2: It's just like um, Napoleon Dynamite, or it, you've got to give it five viewings.
1: And it and it's. And, Andrew, it's the Cullen Brothers, so it's it's Five. got the quirky, you know, it's, you know how it is. You've seen it. It's like the quirky thing that they do, but I think it just, uh, yeah, repeated viewings.
2: What I mean is you'll watch it, you'll watch it for the second time, and then you'll watch it two or three more times, and by that fourth or fifth time, you're like, wow, this is, this is awesome. I see why this is great. Yeah. Kind of thing. Okay. Because there's, because there are so many little things that, that, uh, it could be the way John Goodman delivers a line, or... A a weird glance that John Turturro gives or I mean there's so many little subtle things that go on in that movie that are so
0: great and that's one of the things about a movie that's kind of a slow burn because I remember when I saw Boogie Nights for the first time I didn't I was like "Eh, that was okay but like it was like the second time I saw it I was like oh I get this now do y'all want to get into the uh, Oscars of 1984? Let's do that
1: let's see what's held up
0: Let's see where they were right and where they were wrong. <laughs> All right, so 1984. Tell you what, we'll start, uh, we'll start with the main category. We'll start with uh, Best Picture. Um, the Best Picture nominees, first one, of course, was Amadeus, The Killing Fields, A Passage to India, Places in the Heart, and A Soldier's Story. I can promise you I have seen none of those <laughs> yeah have you seen the, you haven't seen The Killing that.
1: Fields have you seen that movie and don't hate it when I say this it does star Sam Waterston <laughs> mom Sam so, but it's uh, there's a really good backstory to it which is gonna take too long I think but The Killing Fields okay I'm just gonna do an honorable mention on The Killing Fields go watch it whoever's listening up. who directed that
0: yeah Roland Joffe.
1: yeah see I'm
2: it's, uh...
0: Um, uh... Have you seen A soldier Story?
2: No, but that... Man, that is... that. That's a movie that has come up on, like... Uh, several searches recently. And I'm like, I wonder what, I need to put that on my list. So, it's on my list. But I, I got onto, like, a Norman Jewison rabbit trail. And... Because he's done a lot of great movies. Yeah, he's
0: done a lot. For whatever
2: reason, that's one of the few ones that I haven't seen of his. But... Um, Um, yeah it's on
0: the list alright so best actor you have F. Murray Abraham uh, Jeff Bridges for Starman Albert Finney for Under the Volcano Tom Hulse for Amadeus and then Sam Waterston Josh's Josh's pick for The Killing Fields and we of course know that F. Murray Abraham won actor in a supporting role this is an interesting category you have Adolph Caesar for Soldier Story John Malkovich for Places in the Heart Ralph Richardson for Greystoke, The Legend of Tarzan. <laughs> Saw that in the theater. Hying S. Gore for The Killing Fields. And Noriyuki Pat Morita for The Karate Kid. Yes. But, the, but um, the,
1: the guy from The Killing Fields won.
0: The guy from The Killing Fields won. Noriyuki Pat Morita did not win. I think I know the answer to this. What scene from The Karate Kid got him that nomination?
1: The drunk scene. Yeah yeah has yeah, to
0: be, even though I think he overacted in that scene, oh, totally. So here's where I have an issue with the academy. No John Ashton for Taggart. <laughs> uh, That's a good punch you got there, Taggart. <laughs> That's a huge miss for the academy, I
1: think. actually, Beverly Hills cop kind of gets snubbed all around. yeah, it didn't get best picture. It didn't get best actor. <laughs> best screenplay no
0: nominations for Beverly Hills Cop none for Ghostbusters none for gremlins there
2: is an entire pop you episode on, (laughs) like seriously on on, the misses uh, on on the biggest snubs because every year there's snubs
0: (laughs) how does Bill Murray not get best actor nomination
1: just a nomination you tell me how Sam Waterston's speech midway through the Killing Fields is better than the Twinkie story. <laughs> hey, Josh, do you have your keyboard nearby? Yes. <laughs> Go high up the register. What are you asking me to do?
2: Just play a couple keys real fast, like. They hate this. That's right, boys. It's Dr. Bateman
1: that's right, boys. It's Dr. Bankman. <laughs> so genius. You know, he's just so like genius. riffing on that.
0: All right. So, Milos Forman won for Best Director. Makes sense. Amadeus won for Best Costume Design. Makes sense. Nominated for Cinematography, did not win. Won for Best Art Direction. Mm-hmm. Um, no nominees for best actress in a supporting role, and we're gonna have a conversation about that. I think I think that, that makes probably sense. needs. I think that needs, I think it does make sense, and I, I would like to get y'all's thoughts on uh, maybe who could have been nominated but probably shouldn't have been. Film editing, um, they were nominated for, didn't win. Makeup, they won. Music, original score, not nominated and, of course, didn't win because... There was uh, no
2: original music.
0: There was no original music. Now, what did win was A Passage to India. Nominees were John Williams for Indiana Jones, Randy Newman for The Natural. Randy
2: Newman, Kiahoga River. (laughs) (laughs) That was a David Lee movie, right? The Natural? No, The Passage to India. I don't (laughs) know. The same guy that did all his music. Uh, Maurice.
0: Oh, who did the music? Yeah, it was a David yeah. Lean movie. Um, Do you know who? Maurice Jarre. He's awesome. Jerry. He is awesome. The River by John Williams. John Williams did two scores that year. I've never heard of The River. I mean, I know the Bruce, Bruce Springsteen, The River. But not the John Williams film score. Uh, original song score. Here are your nominees. The Muppets Take Manhattan. Okay. Huh. <laughs> Songwriter by chris christopherson or purple rain by prince
2: oh yeah that, was purple rain. that movie good
0: and there's see there's so many great movies we're not even we're not talking about the natural or purple
2: rain or muppets take manhattan could any three of us start and finish <laughs> purple rain do you think we could get through it
1: the album or the movie <laughs> two different experiences the Movie's there.
2: bad but it's
0: uh, it's good <laughs> yeah i'm willing to bet it would be painful it's and it's painful, but I did finish it. The the thing is, you, you, you suffer through about you know, five or six. And actually, the guy that plays his dad does a really good job in the movie. I'm just, mm-hmm. just saying, okay, he's left off the uh, supporting role category. Better
1: soundtrack, Purple Rain or Under the Cherry Moon. Go! <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, here are, your cat, here are your nominees for best original song. Okay, Footloose. Sorry. Oh, let's see, let's hear it for the boy from Footloose. Uh Um, Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr. for Ghostbusters
2: Yeah, which was, okay
0: Yeah, Ray Parker Footloose, the song, Kenny Loggins um, From the film Footloose Against All Odds, Take a Look at Me Now uh, From Against All Odds And then I Just Called to Say I Love You In The Woman in Red By Stevie Wonder For the
2: movie The Woman in Red
1: Those are some good pop hits I would vote for
2: Stevie Wonder But which one? Josh What's your vote?
1: <laughs> I'm voting for Ghostbusters.
0: <laughs> as as what you think won, or as what you sh- what should have won? I,
1: I I say Ghostbusters won.
0: Okay, Nick is right. The woman in red. I just called to say I love you. There's like um, no way.
1: There's no way Ghostbusters. Hey,
2: won. wait. Was was <laughs> Ghostbusters was the uh, I want a new drug uh, controversy? Well after the the that uh, the Oscars.
0: Yeah, I think that, so. I think, I think so. so. I think that yeah. all came like, that was a lawyer thing, I think that came like maybe a year after. Once but they I, realized there yeah. was some
1: cash involved.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know for sure, but I but I, I'm going to guess that that probably
1: started after. It is similar enough. You know, at first I was like, what? And then I played them back to back and I was like, eh, <laughs> they probably stole that riff.
0: My only issue with it is that so many other songs have ripped off other songs that have been a lot more yeah transparent right. well, and those yeah don't, but that doesn't mean that that doesn't make it right no no it doesn't make it right but i'm just saying like i, I don't like that how there's such a lack of consistency with it and yeah. i guess it's, well it's
2: up it's up to the it, it's all about it's all about the the, be, the, the the lawyers
0: and the record well, label does
2: the does the does the artist that created it give a damn you know and I think a lot of the times
0: they don't until they find out, like, kind of like what Josh was saying, that you know, hey, you can get a half songwriting credit on this if we sue, and then it's like, oh, well, that's it's a, a lot of loyalty checks.
2: If Parker had just said, hey, look, can I borrow, you know, can I borrow this? I'll give you a slice of the pie, whatever. I mean, like, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it, yeah, uh, you know, and I think. I think
0: so. Here's what I think: a lot of the times they don't realize they're doing it. Otherwise, I feel like they would negotiate that up front. Uh,
2: man, I, I, that's true. There is, I think, there are instances, of, but in that case, I, 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 I think it was pretty egregious.
1: He basically took the song uh, "I Want Any Drug" and he's like, "How can I make this dumber?" <laughs>
0: It's not like I Want A New Drug with some obscure track from the 60s that maybe Ray right. Parker probably never heard. I mean, I Want A New Drug was a big hit. So right. that's, I think that's, that's almost where the, the line of demarcation is for me. It's like if it's some sort of a, a obscure B-side from the 60s or 70s that more than likely the artist probably never ran, ran into, then I think there's some leeway there. But if it's something that's on MTV five times a day, and on the radio 10 times a day, then it's like you've surely, somebody in your circle heard this and noticed the similarity. It's not so much maybe Ray Parker didn't, but somebody must have. The
2: label did or? Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know who was ultimately responsible, but whoever it was, I, I think, I feel like it's pretty, pretty obvious yeah. what they were trying to do. Um, so, you know, and... so anyway, so that's who won best song. Um, well what about I mean surely Amadeus won something for music I I don't I mean like um, um, sound they won best sound
0: okay they won best sound Um, writing screenplay based on material from another medium they won for that I don't see anything else music related Mm -hmm. because the only categories are original score original score song and original song original score, original song right. score, and then original song. So there is no like, there is no comparable category like a screenplay, like screenplay adapted from a previous work. There is no musical score adapted from a previous work. Right. Um, yeah, so really,
2: yeah. I mean, it, it's just kind of ironic. Yeah.
0: In that, that, that Mozart there's... didn't win uh, a, a posthumous.
2: <laughs> yeah, I kind of think maybe
0: he Yeah. did.
1: Didn't Mozart, Posthumously sue <laughs> <laughs> Well,
0: the uh, the interesting thing is, the interesting thing is, um, symphony. Well,
2: isn't that mu- mu- music in the public? Domain? Well,
0: that's what I was about to say. Like, if it's public domain, then it's it's free. If I were to play Ein Klein Nacht music on my piano and put it on YouTube, then I can't be sued for because it's my performance. Now, if I put another somebody else's performance of Ein Klein knock music on my, um, then that version, the performance, they can sue over the performance because I'm using that performance, well, sure. but, um, but no, the actual writing of the music is in the public domain.
2: Just to clarify, it did win best screenplay? It did win best screenplay from an adapted piece of work. Right, so one won best picture, best screenplay, and then best director.
0: And best actor.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, I out mean, of those, so it, yes. it won the top. Yes. It
0: won the big three. It did, yeah. Okay, it did win be, Did it win Best Director. I'm pretty sure Milos Forman won. Yeah, Milos
1: Forman did. You said yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I
0: did. did. Yeah, okay, yeah, he did.
1: I, I kind of feel like
2: none of those movies would get nominated now, you know? I mean, I don't know. Well, Amadeus know. would. Amadeus would. But I, I don't... Do you think the other ones would?
0: My argument against the Oscars is that we just went over the top ten films from a financial standpoint obviously none of them are really mentioned at
2: all in the Oscars none of them right I guess I guess what I was trying to say is you know that that's a heck of a year And those those cat those movies that were nominated other than Amadeus kind of feel underwhelming to me
1: yeah it's hard to say I've never, yeah. I've
0: never seen them I don't know like I have I, no think, idea. I think
1: many years Many years of the Oscars. If you go back, you'll you'll see that, and and probably even now in ten years, what's going on the Oscars right now we will be like, what? What movie was that? That's because true. because uh, you're right, Andrew. It's it's not coming from a place of what movies are really affecting people. It's like what's affecting us, right? <laughs> the Academy. The, what's affecting the Academy? Yeah. And that's where you get. That's where it gets weird because then you've got who who the heck knows who's who's a member of the Academy? A bunch of stiffs.
2: Here are my nominations. I just want to go through this exercise. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Amadeus is nominated and it wins, no doubt. Right. Okay. I don't want to understate that. Sure. But here are my nominations. This is Spinal Tap.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they do a great uh, job of acting British. How about that? Yeah.
2: Where's Christopher
0: Guest in huh? the uh, Best Actor? He's great. He's
1: a He's a genius at yeah. that stuff. How that
2: how that wasn't nominated, it was really weird to not me. Not even Big Bottom right. gets nominated. Yeah. Um, okay. Jazz Odyssey. For me, personally, I, I think The Natural should have been nominated. Love The Natural. Okay. Now, this is going to sound a little bit weird, but I think The Karate Kid could have been nominated. Sure. Absolutely.
1: It, oh, yeah. I'm not even sure why. I mean, like, yeah, There's all, there's so much heart in that yeah. movie. Come yeah, on.
0: Yeah,
1: come, on. <laughs> come on. This is kind of like.
2: Just a throw in. I don't. Know. I know you want
0: to say footloose.
2: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. And I'm not necessarily gonna stand on a wall for this movie, but I could have seen something like Terminator or even Dune being nominated. But I guess my bigger point is, I'm not taking anything away from any of the other actual nominations, but or nominees. But I could find four. I think I could find four better. movies. So
0: here's here would be my five. So Amadeus, you know, of course that goes without saying. I put The Natural in there, Beverly Hills Cop, Ice Pirates.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ice Pirates. Oh, man, that's hilarious.
2: That was, that's a movie that we saw, like. Remember that? Ice Pirates. Oh, my God. Top secret. Hey, can can we do a, I'd love to review that. I'm so
0: in, I'm so in.
2: Uh, Let's watch it first. Let's watch it. No, no,
0: no, no, no. We got to do it. No, 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 we got to do
2: it. I don't know if I would have spent three hours of like going over it, but let's see. We'll see. You know who's in that, right? Uh, Robert Ulrich. Kristen Shepard, Mary Crosby. Yeah,
0: Mary Crosby. Yeah yeah, 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 I'd put Beverly Hills Cop in there in, in total seriousness, and yeah. I'd put Ghostbusters in there. Why are comedies excluded?
2: I don't have a problem with that. What do you think, Josh? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I, I think again, I think it's just because the Academy is is coming from a place of some type of faux artistry, right? So they they don't see comedies. If you're being... They see it as lowbrow and stupid and and easy to do, but it's not. So it's it's actually harder to do. So it's easy to be dramatic if you just don't... If you don't crack a smile, then you're technically dramatic. (laughs) Temple of Doom is not
0: my favorite from that series, but I'd take that over something like The Killing
2: Fields.
1: Yeah, short round for best supporting actor. They tend to try
2: to pair the director and the movie in nominate with nominations and I'm not I've never been a big fan of that. For example, you know, I'm not saying that Rob Reiner necessarily should win for best director and also or I wouldn't I wouldn't nominate them. I wouldn't vote for them either way, but there you could make an argument that this is Spinal Tap is a better movie than it's than a directorial uh, feat you know or and maybe that's a bad example but they group them together and then i think you leave out other better candidates man but when you look at the list of 84 movies there is not one there is not one great director that's left off of this list that i can think of for example john huston yeah rob rob Rider, yeah. james cameron yeah john jonathan demme uh ron howard yeah Norm, norman jewison robert altman michael Crichton, robert zemeckis uh, and i know i'm leaving out a few people i'm just going based on De- De- david lean uh milos foreman sergio leone uh wes craven wolfgang peterson barry levinson did you say spielberg uh well i'm getting to him yeah john john cassavetes um Frank Oz, which I wouldn't necessarily call him a great director, but and then of course Spielberg, uh, and uh, I'll I'll stop with that. But I mean, man, there's it's it's amazing when you look at, and I left off 20 guys.
0: You left off Martin Brest.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey, he did *Sin of a Woman*. He did *Sin of* he did of a Woman*. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He also left
0: off John G. Avildsen. Who? John G. Avildsen.
2: Yeah, and I was looking at him. I was actually looking at that name right when I stopped talking.
1: <laughs> he directed two of the biggest oh, it, spirited franchises. <laughs> yeah, Rocky Francis and Credit Kid is
2: on that list too. What's that? I, I missed... Oh, uh, Cotton Club. Right? Al- let me let me jump in here. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola, Woody Allen, Joel Co- the Coen brothers. Yeah. Uh, Allison, yeah, put him in there. Um,
0: Man, I was jo- I was joking about Appleton. I mean, really. I mean, yes, he did direct.
2: Oh, and Sydney Lumet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. You left off
2: Joe Dante too. Dante's in there. Yeah. I mean, and like the, Zucker I said, brothers, I off- the Zucker brothers. The Zucker brothers. Yeah, I saw them. Yeah. for
1: <laughs> a Hey, top hey. Speaking of the Zucker brothers, just just like an hour ago, I was la- I've been I was laughing really hard at the Zucker brothers in the scene where they. Frank and um, what's her face, the lady, whatever her name is, Priscilla Presley. Priscilla, they sit down next to the piano player, and he goes, "Play our song." And he goes, "Ding dong, the witch <laughs> <laughs> Uh At some
0: At some point, they would come in and ask for that song to be played. <laughs> yeah, that that was one yeah. that they played a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, you know. So we're talking about we haven't talked about horror movies in '84. Two of the best horror movies, I think. Maybe Friday of that 13th. decade. Well, Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter, which I think is the best of that series. Uh, that's the one with Corey really Feldman. Um, yeah. And then Nightmare on Elm Street, the original yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Both of those came out. Eighty four is an, a, a, an incredible year.
2: It, it really is. I, I'm glad. I'm glad we're talking about it because it, it's it's rekindling a lot of uh, a lot of you know thoughts.
0: Let's do this. Let's go ahead and stop here and we'll carry this over to next week and we'll talk about we'll give a full review of amadeus next week is that okay with you guys yeah
2: sounds like a plan okay
0: so thanks for listening uh we hope you enjoyed this uh trip down memory lane to talk about 1984 and next week we'll come back and do a full review of amadeus so thanks for listening and class dismissed